Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. Another week of Believe in Ohio State, the biggest week yet of this podcast. I know I said that last week, but every week grows more and more important for Ohio State, obviously, because they are playing for the national championship. For the second time, they are in the college football playoff final for the first time facing off against Alabama. Of course, the first time they won their college football playoff national championship, Ohio State toppled Alabama in the Sugar Bowl in the semifinal before beating Oregon in the national championship. Well, this time, it's a tough task in Clemson in the semifinal. Ohio State looked fantastic against them. We're going to go all over that. And then, of course, we're going to go over Ohio State facing off against maybe the best offense in the country, probably the best offense in the country, maybe one of the best college football offenses of all time in the Alabama Crimson Tide. So we've got a ton to cover on today's episode of Believe in Ohio State. It's going to be our usual stuff. We're going to go over what Buckeyes in the NFL did this past week, Week 17. We're going to go over a lot more stuff on top of that uh, in regards to the Clemson game. Going to tell you everything you need to know about the Alabama game, the national championship. I can't believe I'm saying that. Ohio State is playing Alabama in the national championship in this crazy, insane year that was 2020, that now is 2021 when the national championship will be won. We're also going to talk to Jake Jarvis, hear his thoughts about Clemson and Ohio State, hear his score prediction for Ohio State and Alabama. So as always, we've got all that to look forward to but before we do any of that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online because they're the people that make this podcast possible. And right now, the NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL playoffs are getting into full swing. We've got that to look forward to this weekend. The Super Wild Card Round. 
Then, of course, we've got the college football playoff, the national championship between Ohio State and Alabama to look forward to. So much to bet on this week. So much to make money on going forward. Plenty of opportunities there. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or maybe somebody to upset Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs this postseason, you need to go to betonline.ag. I was hot for you last week. The NFL picks were there. We made some money there. The Ohio State picks were there. We made some money there. We hit the over. We hit Ohio State covering the spread. We went 4-1-1 in the NFL last week. So I made you some money on Bet Online this past week, and you can bet your bottom dollar we've got more picks coming for Ohio State and Alabama this week. So we've got all that to look forward to uh, in regards to Bet Online. And speaking of Bet Online, they've got game spreads, they've got totals, they've got team props, player props, coaching props for any sport you're looking for, whether it's college football, college basketball, the NBA, the NFL, all that sort of stuff. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. They always have their online casino as well. That never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. A ton of free money out there. A ton, a ton of money to be made out there. So make sure to take advantage. Again, that's betonline.ag. Make sure to sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's talk about the Ohio State-Clemson game a game that may have been one of the best-played football games in the history of the Ohio State football program. I thought it was perfect. I was so pleased with what Ohio State was able to do in that game against Clemson. Clemson comes down and scores early. Then Ohio State, instead of panicking, instead of losing their minds, they weather the storm, they come right back with a touchdown. They do that a couple more times, and then the stops start coming on defense. Then the big plays start coming on offense. Then you kind of get that creeping into your mind. Wow, Ohio State's really come to play. They can play with Clemson. Oh, are they going to beat Clemson? All that starts creeping into your head. Then Ohio State comes out in the second half and really starts to put the clamps down on Clemson. They really start to get things going on offense, making, making things difficult for Clemson on both sides of the ball. And my God, it was just a perfect game. It was so fun. It was so fun to watch. I could not be happier. I could not be more proud of this Ohio State football team for everything that they've gone through, for battling numerous COVID-19 cases on the team this season, for winning that game without a starting left guard, for winning that game without a starting defensive end. So many things Ohio State had to overcome to get to that point, and then they had to overcome plenty in that game, and they did it. And they did it in a big way. They killed Clemson. They killed Clemson. 49-28. 49-28, excuse me. Ohio State wins that football game. Just awesome. I think everybody that's an Ohio State fan loved watching that game. I mean, a lot of people that aren't Ohio State fans loved watching that game too. It was a good football game. It was a fun football game. And the team that all of you guys wanted to see and that I wanted to see win the game won the game. Talking about more good stuff from that game, first and foremost, we got to talk about Justin Fields. Justin Fields went off, silenced all the doubters, silenced all the critics going into that game. Could Justin Fields do it against a quality defense like Clemson? Could he do it in the big game? Because last year against Clemson, he faltered a little bit. This season, against Indiana, against Northwestern, Ohio State's two toughest opponents this season, he faltered in those games. He wasn't good. He was, he was frankly bad in those games, but my goodness, was he great 
in this game against Clemson. He was absolutely fantastic, using his legs, using his arm, coming back from the big hit. James Skalski with the targeting call, crushing Justin Fields, really, really hurting him. You could tell how bad that hurt Justin Fields. He throws a touchdown immediately after taking that hit. That's a gutsy, gutsy performance by Justin Fields, and that is a performance that's skyrocketing his draft stock. It was already high. He was already going to likely be a top-five pick. Now I think he solidified himself right there in the top two or three because that was a big-time performance by Justin Fields. He stepped up on the big stage when his team needed them most as the underdog, comes back from a massive, massive hit, and he does what he did. Long bombs to Chris Olave and Jamison Williams. Dicing to the tight end. Slicing and dicing that Clemson defense. Finding the tight ends when he needed to. Picking up yards with his legs at times that he needed to. Justin Fields was darn near perfect in that game. The one slip-up was the interception. You could say he was trying to throw that out of the back of the end zone and it was tipped at the line of scrimmage. That's why it was picked off. Uh, I'm going to agree with you there. Fine by me. Justin Fields was absolutely fantastic in that game against Clemson, and they need him to be equally as good, if not somehow even better, in this game against Alabama. Talked about those tight ends a little bit. Let's give some credit to Ryan Day and the game plan there. The play calling was very, very good for Ohio State. Ohio State really doesn't utilize their tight ends a lot during the regular season. They have really, really good tight ends. Four-star, five-star recruits at tight ends. Some of the guys that are the top tight end recruits in the country. But they don't get utilized a whole lot during the season. Jeremy Ruckert caught his fair fair share of touchdowns this year. But, I mean, he's not catching balls in volume like a Garrett Wilson, like a Chris Olave. And Ryan Day knows that. And he knows Clemson's not going to be ready for the tight ends to be a factor in this game. And Clemson was not ready, and Ohio State took advantage. Credit Ryan Day for for using those tight ends, for finding holes in that Clemson defense, for finding areas they wouldn't be prepared for, and utilizing the good talent you have at tight end in Jeremy Ruckert and Luke Farrell. Each of those guys with touchdowns, Ruckert with two, really, really good out of them, really, really good out of Ryan Day. And speaking of some guys that that are less utilized than maybe they should be, Jamison Williams, he was a guy that we talked a lot about going into this season. He might be a huge deep threat for Ohio State. He's caught a couple of balls this year, but nothing significant. Well, again, Ryan Day schemes him open in this game for a long bomb touchdown from Justin Fields. So another guy that's not utilized a whole lot during the regular season. Ryan Day wants him to be utilized in a big game, and he does that. And it hurts the opponent, and it helps Ohio State. So a big credit to Ryan Day for getting his team prepared for that game. I mean, the entire coaching staff. Ohio State was ready to go there. Justin Fields said it to Ryan Day after he came off the field taking that big hit from James Skalski. He said, we're not losing this game. I'm not losing this game. I'm staying in and I'm winning this game. Ohio State knew. Ohio State knew they were going to win that football game. Credit to the coaching staff for that. They had the team absolutely ready to go. Talking about ready to go, the offensive line. They've been ready to go for the past few weeks, but they stayed steamrolling this game against Clemson. The offensive line was fantastic. Justin Fields very well protected in the passing game for the most part. Then they were blazing holes wide open for Trey Sermon in the running game. When Mayan Williams came in as the backup running back for Ohio State, he ran wild a little bit. He had holes to run through. 
Ohio State, those running backs love what the offensive line is doing because the offensive line, even without their starting linemen, their starting left guard, rather, and Harry Miller in that game against Clemson, they didn't skip a beat. Matthew Jones steps in at left guard. He was great. The cohesion is there for the Ohio State offensive line. They're going to need it to be there again against Alabama because when the running game is there for Ohio State, very clearly, a lot can happen on offense. And it was certainly there with Trey Sermon rushing for 190 yards in that game. And Trey Sermon, I mean, when you talk about him, it's not just the offensive line either. He was great in that game. The stiff arm is there for Trey Sermon. Good vision as a ball carrier, finding those holes, making things happen, breaking tackles downfield. Trey Sermon is the real deal. And I talked about Justin Fields boosting his draft stock. What has Trey Sermon done for his? He's probably a guy that goes from maybe a seventh-round pick, probably undrafted, to now being one of the the first few running backs off the board in all likelihood. He's not going to be there with Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, but when you talk about the group of the— the group of guys after the real elite running backs in this draft class, Trey Sermon's got to be right up there, given that what he's done in these last couple of games, the biggest games of the season for Ohio State. So, I mean, the offensive line's been great. Trey Sermon has been fantastic, and Ohio State needs them to be really, really good against Alabama. That's the that's the theme that I'm going to stick with here. I think Ohio State really has to stick with the same game plan, do a lot of the same things they did against Clemson to have a chance against Alabama. The last thing I want to mention from that game against Clemson, the defense. That was really a big question going into the game. Would the defense, and particularly the defensive backfield, be able to stand up against Trevor Lawrence and that really, really elite passing offense of Clemson? Well, they did that. Clemson was unable to run the ball whatsoever. That was a big difference maker in the matchup between these two teams in last year's college football playoff. Trevor Lawrence was utilized as a, as a runner in that game and hurt Ohio State. He couldn't run whatsoever in this game against the Buckeyes outside of his touchdown to start off the game. Travis Etienne, for the second consecutive year, wasn't utilized really as a runner. He couldn't do anything. This year, he wasn't able to do anything as a pass catcher for the most part either. I know Trevor Lawrence threw for 400 yards in this game, but it but did it really feel like that? It did not feel like that to me whatsoever. I was shocked to see that number after the game. I thought the defense really, really stepped up. In particular, the linebackers, that defensive line, making things difficult in the second half for Trevor Lawrence, uh, creating pressure, making him fumble. I mean, he had three fumbles in the game. Ohio State was all over things defensively, so a big credit to Kerry Combs and the rest of that defensive staff for having those guys ready to go. It was the best defensive performance of the year for Ohio State, despite giving up the 400 passing yards. They stepped up when they needed to. They silenced the doubters. They silenced the critics. And like I said earlier with the offense, the defense is going to have to be as good, if not even better, against Alabama if Ohio State wants to win their ninth national championship. The one thing I will say about that game for Ohio State, the one doubt that I have, is it a little bit too much emotion too soon for Ohio State? Will they be able to bounce back against Alabama and put forward that same effort? Because everything went into that game for Ohio State. Absolutely everything. It's what they thought about going into the season. They wanted revenge against Clemson. It's what was in the back of their minds every time they took the field in their previous six games. Game number seven against Clemson, they took it out on the opponent that game. They were ready for that game. 
now you just got to think about this. You got to wonder, uh, is did Ohio State kind of use up all their energy too soon? Did they, did they use their emotion too soon? Will they be able to bounce back for the biggest game of the season now against Alabama in the national championship? Put it this way, I'm not necessarily worried about that. I'm glad there are a few extra days to prepare for this game, to to rebound and kind of reflect on what you did in that Clemson game, but there's plenty of time. There's still seven days plus to to get ready, to kind of reset yourself emotionally, reset yourself physically, reset yourself mentally for this game against Alabama. So that's a big question in the back of my mind and the back of a lot of people's minds, but I think Ohio State will be ready because, frankly, they've got the coaches to get this team ready. I don't think Ohio State is is a team like that that's inexperienced in games like this. They know how to react. They know how to bounce back uh, after a big emotional victory like that. So I'm really excited for this game again. Alabama. And before we get into anything else, before we get into our segment, uh, Buckeyes in the NFL, before we talk about the National Football League, before we preview this game against Alabama, I'm going to bring in Ohio State superfan Jake Jarvis because I want to hear his thoughts on Clemson, and we're also going to get a little early score prediction for the National Championship between Alabama and Ohio State. So without further ado, here he is, Jake Jarvis. All right, Jake, just a huge, huge victory for Ohio State in that game against Clemson. The Buckeyes come out winners 49-28. It was a game Clemson came out fast. I got a little bit nervous at the start. I'll admit that. I was a little bit nervous. They came out and scored on their opening drive. But the Buckeyes bounced right back, and they weathered the storm. They scored with them when they had to to start the game. And then the defense really stepped up in the second half. The offense was able to put Clemson away. What do you think about the Ohio State effort in that game against Clemson? You were the man. You predicted the upset. So what do you think about it? You know, in the first quarter, uh, I was worried. Um, I didn't think we could pull that off. You know, we did it. We beat Clemson. Um, Justin Fields, uh, he just kept throwing balls, even though he was in, even though he was in pain. Um, he just kept battling. I think Justin Fields um, really deserved to win this game for Ohio State as well. His arm, then the defense on his side played phenomenal. I think Ohio State deserves to be in the national championship. I agree with you 100% going into this game against Alabama. Ohio State definitely deserves to be there the way they showcase themselves against Clemson. And it was really fun to see because that was the best game Ohio State has played all year. That's what everybody was talking about going into the game, that we haven't seen Ohio State play their best this season. I think you and I talked about it last week. But they played their best game on offense, and they played their best game on defense against Clemson, and they were able to come out with the victory because of it. But now let's switch over to Alabama. What are your thoughts going into this game? Because obviously Alabama has a very, very good offense. They have the Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith. They have the guy that finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting um, with their quarterback, Mac Jones. They've got the guy that finished fifth in the Heisman Trophy voting with their running back, Najee Harris. Uh, They've got some standouts on defense. But really, when you break things down on paper – Alabama, very similar to Clemson. Both of those teams, very similar to Ohio State. So what are your thoughts going into this game? Um, both teams like to score. And uh, they don't really have much of a defense, but their offense is explosive. Ohio State to figure out how to stop Devontae Smith um, and how to cover him because he can score. Like I said, it's, I think it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. Um, I think Ohio State will win this game. I think Ohio State has to have a pretty similar game plan going into this game 
as they did against Clemson. You've got the big-time quarterback. You've got the big-time running back. Uh, the wide receivers for Alabama are better than what Clemson had to offer, but kind of the same deal. Sean Wade was tasked with shutting down Amari Rodgers uh, and trying to shut down Cornell Powell. Uh, Ohio State had success shutting down Amari Rodgers in that game. Cornell Powell had more success. But if Ohio State can really focus on Devontae Smith and limit what he does, because he is very, very good, if Ohio State can limit what he does, they're going to be better off. But, I mean, you just said it. You think Ohio State's going to win this game. I think Ohio State is going to win this game, too. After what I watched last week against Clemson, I think they're capable of a repeat performance. So let's just do it right now. Score predictions. What do you think for this one, Jake? Ohio State, 45-42. to 45-42, so a three-point victory for Ohio State, a real close game between these teams. And you're predicting a high-scoring game, too. I think it's going to be – you know, everybody thinks it's going to be a real shootout um, and a high-scoring game. I definitely can see that happening, but I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than people think. I think the defenses are going to step up and make things a little bit more difficult on these offenses because, I mean, let's put it this way. Alabama – has Alabama has struggled defensively with the two best passing offenses they've faced, but they really shut things down against Notre Dame. That's not to say Notre Dame is a really good passing offense, but they controlled things. Um, on the other side of things, Ohio State, they've struggled against the best quarterbacks they've seen this season, but then they step up against Trevor Lawrence and they win that game. I know, I know he threw for 400 yards, but they kept them out of the end zone and that's what matters most. But something's telling me that this game is going to be a little bit more hard fought between these two teams. I'm going to go 38-35 Ohio State. So I like a three-point victory just like you. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring, though. I I don't know. I I really don't know. But what I do know is I'm really, really excited for this game this week. And I know you are too, Jake. So uh, I want to say thanks very much for joining us this week. I really appreciate it. And, man, enjoy this game. Hopefully we're talking to you again soon about some more Ohio State football, and we can recap the season together on a high note with a national championship, the ninth in Ohio State's history. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. So a big thanks again to Ohio State superfan Jake Jarvis for joining me this week on Believe in Ohio State. Here's hoping uh, some good juju comes along with Jake for the Ohio State Buckeyes like it did last week. He, of course, predicted the upset for the Buckeyes against Clemson last week. Here's hoping the Buckeyes are able to upset Alabama this week in the national championship game. Before we get into breaking anything down surrounding the national title game, let's talk about Buckeyes in the NFL. What former Ohio State football players did in NFL Week 17? Hint, hint, pretty darn good. As usual, uh, a lot of former Ohio State Buckeyes contributing in big ways. It's seemed to be the usual suspects this season. Starting off, we'll go to Baltimore with J.K. Dobbins. 13 carries for 160 yards and a pair of touchdowns for J.K. Uh, This guy is really, really starting to come on in the backfield as the lead back for the Ravens. He and Lamar Jackson absolutely diced it up this past week against the Bengals, winning huge, um, securing themselves a spot in the postseason. So I'm really, really excited to see what J.K. Dobbins can do in the NFL playoffs because he obviously has a very, very bright future. A guy that I thought uh, should have been a higher pick than he was in the NFL draft, but making the most of his opportunity in Baltimore. Again, 13 carries, 160 yards, and two touchdowns for J.K. Dobbins in Week 17. 
Uh, with the Washington football team, it's always these two guys that we talk about, I feel like. Terry McLaurin and Chase Young. Each of these guys are so, so important to the Washington football team. Terry McLaurin really helps to make things go on offense for Washington. Chase Young is the heart and soul of that defense. And really speaking of heart and soul, both of these guys are heart and soul members, glue members of this team as well. Uh, A lot has been made in the past couple of weeks about Chase Young really stepping up and assuming a leadership role for Washington. Terry McLaurin has done that on the offensive side. Chase Young, uh, everything sounds like he is really stepping up, uh, not just on the field, but off the field as well for that team. But Terry McLaurin in their game to clinch a playoff spot uh, in or against the Philadelphia Eagles this past Sunday. Seven catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Chase Young, a pair of tackles, as well as another sack. So each of those guys getting it done on the field in probably their biggest game of the season. I know a lot of shenanigans went on on Philadelphia's side in that game, but it was a, a clinch game for Washington. They were able to do it thanks in part to what Terry McLaurin did on offense and what Chase Young did on defense. Sticking with defense, in New Orleans, Marshawn Lattimore had an interception in that game. Malcolm Jenkins had four tackles and an interception in that game. Two of five Saints interceptions in that victory for New Orleans. So a huge, huge win there for the Saints, building momentum going into their playoff matchup with the Chicago Bears this coming Sunday. But uh, big days there for Marshawn Lattimore and Malcolm Jenkins is that will do it for this week's edition of Buckeyes in the NFL. Time now to go over our NFL picks last week. Not going to have any picks for the NFL as we go forward in the playoffs just because it's going to be a little bit too inconsistent um, with some of the teams that we pick every single week. We've got Washington in the playoffs. We've got the Saints in the playoffs. But uh, outside of that, it's going to be a little bit too consistent, especially if they don't win their first matchups. So I'm not going to give any picks this week. But let's go over what we did in Week 17 because we were able to finally finish things off hot. Very happy about that. So, as we get started, Week 17, we had the Ravens at the Bengals. I liked the Ravens by 11.5. They covered in a big way, so we started off 1-0. Pick number two, I told you guys last week, Matthew Stafford. I know he's battling injury, but he's not going to go down without a fight as uh, as quarterback, maybe for the final time of the Detroit Lions. They were able to cover against the Vikings, cover those 6.5 points, so we start off 2-0. Then we had the Raiders in a pick 'em over the Broncos in the late game on Sunday, 425 kick that was. They were able to do that at the very, very end of the game, so a nice win there by the Raiders over Denver. We start off 3-0. and Then things, uh, things cooled off a little bit. Looked like we were going to win this bet. Pick number four, it was the Jaguars and the Colts. Uh, we picked the Colts by 14 points in that game. Well, they won by exactly 14 points. So unfortunately, we don't come away with the victory. We come away with a push. So we are 3-0-1. Break even there. Get your money back. So be it. Pick number five, it was the Saints at the Panthers. We already talked about that game. The Saints hammered the Panthers. Uh, five interceptions for the Saints uh, in that game. They win by over six points, which was the spread. So we are 4 0-1 to start off the week, feeling very, very good going into Sunday night football 
and then it's the Ra- or the Washington football team in Philadelphia. We know what happened there. Philadelphia had a chance to come back and win that game. Doug Peterson decides to pull his rookie quarterback, Jalen Hurts. A real tank job there by Philadelphia. I liked the Eagles to cover that game because of what Doug Peterson decided to do and what that franchise decided to do. We were unfortunately able to cover. That's our only loss of Week 17. So we finish off the season with a 4-1-1 week, and we go even. We, we, we go 500 on the season. Dead even split with what we did in that final week. We finish off the season 58 58 and 2 overall. So that was uh that's what we were able to do last week. Thank you all for following the picks this season. Thank you all for joining me for those picks this season. Uh, I love giving picks for whatever reason. I, I just enjoy picking games. So so thanks for sticking with me and, and enduring my picks every week. But I'm happy we were able to finish off hot 4-1 one and 1 in week 17. So now it's time to talk about what we've all been waiting for, what you've all been waiting for, the reason you came to this podcast. I know you wanted to hear my reaction to the Clemson game, what I thought about that, but we all came here to talk about what Ohio State needs to do against Alabama to come away with a victory. Now, Alabama's the number one team in the country. According to everybody across the nation, they've been by far the best team this season. And I don't doubt that whatsoever. I've watched a lot of Alabama this season. They're very, very good. They can throw the football. They can run the football. But the opponents they've played, eh, you know, they, they've played a couple of good teams. They've played teams that have played them tough, uh, particularly Ole Miss and Florida in the SEC championship game. They walked right over Notre Dame in the college football playoff semifinal last week. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to judge Alabama. They're obviously very, very good on offense, but they haven't really played a Clemson. They haven't really played in Ohio State in a game that they did play against Florida, a team that's seemingly not quite as good as Ohio State or Clemson. That was a game that, that Alabama narrowly won. It was a good game. It was a close game. So I'm not quite sure that Alabama deserves the eight-point favorite in this game. A lot of people think Alabama's going to win this game big. The offense is going to run right over Ohio State. But I think the Buckeyes showed last week they can compete with anybody. They can get up for a game against anybody. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think it's going to be. So like I said, Alabama eight-point favorites going into this game against Ohio State. Pretty big spread there. One of the highest game totals ever for a national championship. The total is set at 75.5 this week, so they're expecting a very high-scoring game between these two teams, which would be great for TV. Really good watch, similar to the Ohio State-Clemson game. That totaled out at 79 points. So a high-scoring, fun game. That's what Vegas expects this week between Alabama and Ohio State. Just to familiarize yourself a little bit with each of these teams, as I did last week with Clemson, I started things off last week telling you how really similar on paper Um, Ohio State and Clemson are. A lot of people thought Clemson was way better than Ohio State, but they're very, very similar on paper uh, in a couple of different ways. There are some key differences, but very similar on paper. And when you write everything down, check it out, Ohio State and Alabama are very, very similar as well. Let's go over the numbers right now, and I'll tell you where they're similar and, and how they're a little bit different. First and foremost, Both have very elite scoring offenses. Ohio State, fifth in the country, averaging 43.4 points per game. Alabama, the second highest scoring offense in the nation this year, averaging 48.2 points per game. 
So right there, both teams are around 45 points per game. Very, very good. Two top five scoring offenses in the country this year. Some might argue that there's a little bit more defense played in the Big Ten Conference than there is in the SEC right now. Um, so Ohio State maybe has faced some tougher defenses than Alabama has, but both these teams really, really scoring well this season. When it comes to total yards per game, Ohio State fourth in the country, averaging 544.9 yards per game. Alabama is sixth in the country, averaging an even 535 yards per game. So very similar offensively. A little bit different, though, how they're getting it done on offense. In terms of passing yards per game, Ohio State 31st in the country, averaging 272.3 passing yards per game. Alabama, the fifth most prolific passing offense in college football this season, averaging 349.3 yards per game. So really similar offensive outputs in terms of total yards, but they're getting it done in different ways. Alabama passing more than Ohio State, Ohio State running the ball more than Alabama, as Ohio State boasts the fifth best rushing offense in college football, 272.6 yards per game. Uh, Alabama, the 46th best rushing offense at 185.9 yards per game. The, the key difference there is a couple of guys are getting that done for Ohio State. Najee Harris is really the only guy getting that done on the ground for Alabama. So he has some of the most rushing yards in the country as an individual, but as a team, Alabama, kind of middle of the pack in college football in terms of rushing yards per game. And uh, as you look at these numbers, how about the even split for Ohio State? Urban Meyer used to always say it. He wanted to go 50-50 with the rushing yards and the passing yards every game. He wanted 250 through the air, 250 on the ground. Well, Ohio State averaging 272 through the air this season and 272 on the ground. So Urban Meyer is somewhere smiling right now. Uh, in terms of the defense, pretty similar defenses, uh, despite what people may think this season. A lot of people, I'm sure, think Alabama has a stouter defense than Ohio State. But on paper, very, very similar. Um, in terms of yards allowed per game, this is total yards. Ohio State, 33rd in the country. Alabama, 32nd in the country. Each team averaging right around 355 yards allowed per game. Uh, in terms of the passing yardage allowed per game, pretty similar there. Alabama giving up 243.5 passing yards uh, per game. Ohio State giving up 261.3. Uh, that increased a lot from last week after giving up 400 to Trevor Lawrence, but Ohio State won the game. They weathered the storm. So pretty similar pass defenses there. Then in terms of the rush defense, Ohio State 7th best in the country, 96.7 yards allowed on the ground per game. Alabama 11th best, 107.6 yards allowed on the ground per game. So very, very similar, uh, very, very similar there as well, excuse me. In terms of points allowed per game, Alabama 20th, 19.5 points allowed per game. Ohio State 24th, 21 points allowed per game. So it's very, very similar. To last week's game, Clemson had a better passing offense than Ohio State. Ohio State had a better rushing offense than Clemson. Um, Clemson had a better defense than Alabama did, at least on paper. Um, they they kind of outweighed Ohio State in that aspect. But as I'm looking at the numbers here, the, the Ohio State and Alabama defenses are almost identical. I mean, if you talk about the talent on the field for each team, there are a lot of standouts on defense for each team. But uh, not the best defenses this season by any means, especially when it comes to defending the pass. They've been very good defending the run. But when defending the pass, neither of, the t neither of these teams is very good. They are very, very similar in terms of total defense this season. So I think this matchup is a lot more even than people think. And of course, Ohio State won the last matchup between these two teams when they were an underdog. 
This is the fourth meeting between Ohio State and Alabama all time, the very first since number four Ohio State upset number one Alabama 42-35 in the first ever college football playoff semifinal in the Sugar Bowl way back in 2015. Now, you may be thinking in your head, yeah, I, I can't think of Alabama ever really playing Ohio State outside of that game. Well, they have played four times uh, in total, but they haven't faced off more than that one time in the past 25 years. So none of those other meetings really, really relevant um, in regards to these two teams outside of their one game in 2015 that Ohio State won. Remember, they were an underdog going into that game. They're an underdog going into this game. So very, very similar. In regards to Alabama, they come into this game with essentially the best offense in the country, like I said, maybe one of the best ever, but they haven't really been challenged a lot this season. Their defense in particular has not been great. Like I said, in particular, their pass defense hasn't been great, even though they haven't really been challenged a lot this season. Their defense has been vulnerable at times. They gave up 48 points in 379 yards through the air against Ole Miss in Week 3, then they gave up 46 points and 408 yards through the air in the SEC title game against Florida just a couple of weeks ago. So they're vulnerable. They're not Goliath. They are not Goliath. These teams are a lot more even than people think. The two best passing attacks Alabama has faced this season gashed them. Ohio State probably going to be the best passing attack, uh, maybe comparable to Florida, maybe comparable to Florida in terms of the weapons and the talent at quarterback. But I'm going to go Ohio State is a little bit better. I think they have an edge when it comes to the wide receivers, and I think they have an edge clearly when it comes to the quarterback there. So I'm going to go with the Ohio State passing offense being better than Florida. So that doesn't really bode well for Alabama. Then uh, you, you might come back with, well, they shut down Ian Book last week. Well, Ian Book is not Kyle Trask. He doesn't have the same sort of offense that Ole Miss has. They're not throwing the football prolifically like that. Yeah, Alabama shut down Ian Book last week. A 31-14 victory over Notre Dame. He threw for 229 yards and an interception. But Notre Dame couldn't really run the ball in that game either. Ohio State's going to offer a lot more on the ground, they're going to offer a lot more in terms of weapons, and they're going to offer a lot more in terms of a quarterback. So Alabama's defense has a lot to worry about. Uh, a couple of matchups to watch in this game as we continue here. A couple of matchups that I'm going to have my eye on between Ohio State and Alabama in the national championship. First and foremost, the one we all have to think about, the Alabama passing attack versus the these Ohio State defensive backs. As I mentioned, it didn't feel like Trevor Lawrence threw for 400 yards last week. Felt like Ohio State's DBs stepped up in a big way, but he still threw for 400 yards. In this Alabama passing offense, might be even better than Clemson's. So if you thought the DBs did a good job last week for Ohio State, they're going to have to step up further and be even better in this title game against Alabama. Mac Jones, second in the nation right now with 4,036 yards and 36 touchdowns. He's second in the nation in each of those categories. Leading the nation, completing 77% of his passes this season, he's only been picked off four times. So he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes, and he has a lot of weapons. He's protected well by the offensive line, very good offensive line for Alabama that's going to be without an All-American center, mind you. He was hurt in that SEC title game, but they won without him against Notre Dame. The offense didn't really have the same output it's used to this season against Notre Dame, but they won without him. And Mac Jones was still good, and he still has those weapons. 
And in particular, he's got Devontae Smith, who was fabulous in that game against Notre Dame. He was a one-man wrecking crew in that game against Notre Dame. He's the guy that's likely going to win the Heisman Trophy this season. The first wide receiver to do it since Desmond Howard. It's been a long time. So this is this is something special. This is something very, very special that Devontae Smith is doing this season. And he is a monster. If you have not watched Devontae Smith play football this season, you are in for a treat next Monday. Ohio State at 8 p.m. in the national championship against Alabama. You are in for a treat. He is a very good wide receiver. He can go up and get it. He's got great hands. And he can run with the football after the catch. Very elusive, very hard to tackle. He is the real deal. Devontae Smith this season leads the nation in all three major wide receiver categories. Leads the nation with 105 catches. Leads the nation with 1,641 receiving yards. Prolific. And he leads the nation with 20 receiving touchdowns. SEC record. This guy is the real deal. And you might say, okay, well, last week they had Amari Rodgers. Ohio State was able to shut him down. But there's some news this week out of Alabama, and that's that Jalen Waddell has returned to practice and very very well may be available for the national championship game. And are you thinking right now, who's Jalen Waddell? I haven't heard about this guy this season. Well, yeah, he's been out the entire year. Well, almost the entire year. Played the first four games and then one snap. Uh, of the of the year this season and if you're thinking who is this guy well he suffered a season ending season ending injury excuse me um, returning the opening kickoff against Tennessee on October 24th but he's back and it sounds like he might be ready to go and he was Alabama's number one target to start the season think about that Devontae Smith is going to win the Heisman Trophy he was the number two on this team to start the year Jalen Waddle was the guy He had better numbers than Devontae Smith through the first four games of the season when he was healthy. 25 catches for 557 yards and four touchdowns in the first four games this season. He was the top target and their leading receiver at the time of his injury. And they might have this guy back for this game against Ohio State. So Ohio State could be in trouble. If Jalen Waddell is at full health, they're going to have their hands full with he and Devontae Smith. Two first-round talents at wide receiver. It's going to be no easy task for Ohio State, not to mention they've got a lot of other weapons in that receiving room and in their tight end room as well. I'm going to get to those guys a little bit later, but this is what I want you to watch out for. Devontae Smith's going to be a problem. If Jalen Waddle's healthy and playing, he's going to be a problem, and they've got a darn good quarterback in Mac Jones. So the DBs have to be good for Ohio State against this vaunted passing attack of Alabama. That's the first thing I want you to watch out for. This is the second. And this might be a really big factor in this game. Watch out for the Alabama pass rush. They have a great defensive line against what is a fabulous Ohio State offensive line. It's strength versus strength. Who's going to win? Alabama as a team has 34 sacks this season. That's ninth best in the country. They've got three players on that line with at least six sacks this year. Will Anderson Jr., Christian Barmore, who's an All-American, they lead the way with seven sacks. Christopher Allen has six. And in total, 12 players on the Alabama defense have at least one sack. That's a lot of guys stepping up and lending a hand. This defense has been vulnerable against a lot of good offenses, a lot of good passing attacks like Ole Miss and Florida this season. I harped on that already. So if they want to limit Ohio State, if they want to make things easier on their defensive backfield, getting to Justin Fields is going to be key. 
You got to keep him in the pocket, limit what he does with his feet because he can hurt you there. And you can't let him throw the football. He's going to hurt you there as well. He proved that against Clemson. You have to get him to the ground. So this is a big matchup to watch for me. Ohio State pass protecting against Alabama's pass rush because they can get after the quarterback. This is going to be a huge, huge storyline and something key to watch in this game, something that I'm very interested in seeing because if Ohio State is able to weather the storm against this uh, this pass or this pass rush, um, they're going to go down as one of the best offensive lines in Ohio State's history. It's a very good O-line as it is right now, but like I said earlier, they're going to have to be their very, very best in this game against Alabama. And like I started off the show with, just to reiterate one more time, I think Alabama, or I think Ohio State can win this game. I think they have to do exactly the same thing they did against Clemson. The same formula. Run the football, get a little running from Justin Fields, get help in the running game from him, and then open things up with his arm. The running the football opens things up for him. Then try these defensive backs, try these cornerbacks, try these safeties. See what you can do. Ohio State has talent. We talked about the wide receiver room for Alabama. Well, Ohio State would have had 2,000-yard receivers themselves this season if they played a full slate of games between Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. They've got the receivers to do it, too. They've got the tight ends to do it. They've got the running back to do it. Ohio State can do this. I don't think there's that many differences between these two teams. I think they're a lot more even than people think they are. I think Ohio State can win this game if they're able to do what they did last week against Clemson and if they're able to bring the same emotion to the game. And I think they can because, again, they like playing as the underdog. They know they're the underdog. They know they can do it, and they want to do it. They want to make good on what went wrong last season. They felt like they should have won a national championship last season. Well, they want to make up for that, make good on that, correct that this year, and they're going to be ready for this game against Alabama. Now, with that in mind... We've got some players to watch. A couple more players to watch for Alabama because I don't want to discount what they are. Like I said, they're, they've got the best offense in the country. They've got the best offense in the country this season, maybe one of the best ever, but I think Ohio State can play with them. But I don't want to discount what they have because we talked about Mac Jones, probably going to finish second in the Heisman voting. We talked about Devontae Smith. He's going to win the Heisman. We talked about Jalen Waddell. Maybe he would have been a Heisman candidate if he was healthy. Well, they've got another Heisman candidate. That's their running back, Najee Harris. He's an All-American, likely going to finish fifth in Heisman voting. He's got the third most rushing yards in the country this year, 1,387 on the ground. He's got the most rushing touchdowns in the country this year with 24. This guy can get it done, and he can also get it done as a pass catcher. He's fourth on Alabama in receiving this year, 36 catches, 346 yards, and three touchdowns, so he is a weapon. I think he's Travis Etienne, but a little bit better. So Ohio State is going to have to kind of approach it the same way on defense they did last week. It's a very similar game in my mind, but uh, with a little bit better players, I think, outside of the quarterback position, because Trevor Lawrence is the end-all, be-all at quarterback, obviously, but Outside of that, better receivers on Alabama, and I think a little bit better of a running back. So Ohio State's going to have to have to be good. They're going to have their hands full with Najee Harris. Uh, another guy at wide receiver that I want to talk about, John Mechie. He's probably going to be a first-round pick when it's his time to go as well. 47 catches this year, 835 yards and six touchdowns. He's just another big weapon. They've got a lot of weapons. I don't know how much uh, action Jalen Waddle's going to see and if that will affect John Mechie this week, but he's another guy that can certainly get it done. On defense, they've got Dylan Moses, All-American linebacker. He leads the team with 74 tackles, 6.5 tackles for loss, 
also has an interception and a forced fumble this year. He really makes things go. Excellent linebacker in the middle for Alabama, so keep your eyes on him. Last guy we got to talk about, we talked about the defensive lineman, talked about a couple linebackers. Now let's talk about the DBs. They've they've had their troubles this season, but they've got one of the best defensive backs in the country in Patrick Sertan, another All-American, um, going to be a first-round pick this year. He's got 11 pass breakups and one interception this season. Uh, Justin Fields, he's going to have his hands full with him. Uh, whether he's on Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson, they're going to have their hands full with him. He is a guy to watch in this game because if anybody's going to pick off Justin Fields and really make things difficult for these wide receivers, it's going to be Patrick Sertan. So those are my players to watch going into this game between Ohio State and Alabama. Here are my picks as we're set to finish things up this week on Believe in Ohio State. First and foremost, the spread. Ohio State, eight-point underdogs going into this game. I'm going with the Buckeyes plus eight. That's my pick. You know why why I think this. I think these teams are a lot more even than everybody else does. I, I spelled it out for you. Every aspect of the game, I spelled it out. Buckeyes 8-1 and one in their last nine games against the spread playing as an underdog. They were 7-1 and one against the spread as an underdog going into the Clemson game. They covered. They won outright. I think Ohio State can do it again. It would not surprise me whatsoever if Ohio State won this game against Alabama. I think they're going to cover, so my pick is Ohio State plus 8. As for the total, under-over set at 75.5. The over-under, excuse me. I'm going to go under 75.5. The over is hit in four of the last five games for Ohio State and five of the last six for Alabama. Everybody's talking about the offense going into this game, how high scoring it's going to be, how uh, how much these defensive backfields are going to struggle. 75.5 is just so much for me, though. There's just something telling me that this is way too much. I don't like the 75.5. I think it's going to be less than that. Alabama scored 31 points against Notre Dame. Um, I think Ohio State is going to give this offense more trouble than they've had against other teams this season um, in regards to the pass defense. So I like the under. I like under 75.5. So again, my picks, Ohio State plus 8 and the under of 75.5. So that will do it for this week on Believe in Ohio State. Big thanks to Jake Jarvis, as always, for joining me. Here's to hoping Ohio State can pull out a similar effort against Alabama as they did against Clemson. That was such a fun game to watch. Really, all we can hope for is a fun game, a competitive game, a game that officiating doesn't really have to play a factor in. We want a clean game between these two teams, a fun game, a good game for TV, and most importantly, we're hoping for an Ohio State victory in their ninth ever national championship. So again, thanks to Jake Jarvis, and as always, thank you for joining me this week on Believe in Ohio State. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.